The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Occasionally, more than daily, every single piece of news breaks. It is, I'm Will Brinson, I'm your host. It is Thursday, January 27th. If you are watching on the YouTube machine, youtube.com slash pick six, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, uh, or subscribe and hit the alert button for YouTube. Excuse me. If you do that, you will get notified when we go live, which we uh, which we do for every single coaching hire. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, when uh, after, the, after the playoff games. Also, if you're on listening on Spotify, it's probably Friday, January 28th. Go ahead and uh, give us a five-star rating. Spotify just added that. We would love for you guys to hook us up. We're also going to give away. Oh, uh, I think we're going to give away something, but I'll, I'll let you know. We are definitely going to give away something. Okay, cool. Are we going to give away a gift card? A gift card. All right, we're going to give away a $100 Paramount Plus gift card on this show. You can win $100, basically a year worth of Paramount Plus premium. Smash the like button. Leave your name in the chat. Joining me to break down the divisional round, or the, the conversation championship round. I am absolutely loopy right now. Pete Briscoe and RJ White. What's up, fellas? By the way, if Spotify doesn't give us five stars, I'm taking my music catalog off Spotify. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Should have known that was coming. RJ, are you more of a Prisco guy or a Neil Young guy? Definitely a Prisco guy. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young, man. Love Neil. I saw I'm, a Neil Young. I'm a crooner. I'm a crooner, RJ. I'm more mm-hmm. of a crooner. <laughs> I, saw, uh, I saw Neil Young in concert like a uh, – year and a half ago, maybe two, actually, I guess definitely not a year and a half ago, maybe like three years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, it was actually kind of, it was a, it was a good show, but it was very short, it was very succinct. Didn't really like it. I like my shows stretched hey, out. He ain't a kid anymore. He's no, not he a kid a, anymore. He, you know? he's <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we learned that uh, Pete actually ghost wrote, I did it my way. It's a very Pete song. <laughs> that, that, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I continued my dominant playoff run, and I should have been four and zero. And that stinking underdog parlay should have hit too. Thirteen seconds left. Oh, RJ, I forgot you're a Bills fan. Jeez, Louise. Um, where does that rank for you as a? As a unfortunately, you got we got our Braves a World Series title this year, but where does that? Um, the only underdog to lose on the uh, weekend slate was the were the Buffalo Bills at a lead with thirteen seconds to go. Seemed like it was over. Where does that rank for you in terms of heartbreak material? I mean, you get used to it at a certain point. You, hmm. uh, when they don't squib it, you're like, oh, my God, what are we doing? And then they give up the first play, like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Hold somebody. And then they get the second play. And it's just like, as soon as you get to the coin toss, I'm screaming heads. He calls tails. They say heads. And it's like, all right, game over. We don't have to finish watching this. By, by the way, I saw somebody ranked the toughest Bills losses in franchise history. And number one was the 
was the Super Bowl loss, which I get it. But this was a work. I mean, it's a bigger loss, but it's not a more. De- this is the worst loss in terms of how you lost it, or the yeah, Music but- City Miracle. Yeah, we're going into this game though. We're the underdogs. We, you know, we were competitive. We gave them their best shot. So I'm not really disappointed in how they played, especially on the offensive side. Um, that Super Bowl, it's like you're supposed to win that game. You're <laughs> the favorites, and and everybody thought you're going to win. And and all you kick, dumb kicker, got to make his kick. And and all you do is win. And that's all you got to do to win the game. And that would be the Super Bowl and uh, everything that came after that. Game, though, yeah, but the way they lost this game is a bigger choke. Is the biggest choke. I mean, that's a choke. Yeah, it's a you squib it or you you mortar kick it or whatever just to make sure that they run some clock off. You pin them in. You if you mortar kick it, you pin them in. They call fair catch. You're inside the ten, and you know you talk about holding. You know, there's the rule now that you can't do it blatantly on successive plays. But you can do it once. First play, you get warned. You can do it once. Yeah, I mean they just um... just choked that. It was bad. It was a bad choke job. It was really weird because Sean McDermott, and not to you know, relitigate the whole thing, but like Sean McDermott, I consider to be a pretty, like, you know, uh, with it coach in terms of how he adjusts in games and, and decision making from the sideline. And I mean, they just completely brain farted that entire final sequence. I think it was just like, okay, look, 13 seconds. They've got to make, like, they have to have a, I don't know. Like, it's, the whole thing was just bizarre. But, um, and they called timeout. <laughs> and after showing them their defense, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, it's just, Really stupid. Yeah. Well, the good news is Dermot has identified that what the offense needs is more balance running the ball. So, so um, that's what apparently what he told Dayball. Now Dayball is going to be like, all right, I'm, I've had enough of this. Go coach another team, and we're going to be stuck with McDermott. Meanwhile, who also meanwhile, agreed. They held him back. Yeah, they held him back in the first quarter. I thought the game plan was terrible in the first quarter. They could have been throwing it all over him. So. Yep. Bills are my only loss. I went three and one on our best bets. Pete Prisco actually, Pete actually beat me with a better record of four and one in the divisional round. RJ two and two. That's our overall record for the playoffs. I am six and two. Pete six and five. RJ three and five. As mentioned, we are giving away a hundred dollar Paramount Plus gift card to someone in the chat. Smash the like button and uh, type P plus in that chat, and we will try to give. Uh, give that away. Hopefully you are, hopefully one of y'all, I mean, one of y'all will be the winner. Hopefully somebody, somebody wins it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Brinson, uh, uh, by the way, I, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh boy. We're, we're our season. We're not counting the regular season and the playoffs combined here, but you're sure counting it on regular season and playoffs combined on the pick site. You mean on our oh, employer's right. site? Yeah. Yeah. I don't control that. Yeah, but I control this. The only reason you changed this one was because you wanted to make yourself look better, period. No. Yeah. You used to admit that. Because I'd be in first shout place. Out Mike Kenny right in the now. chat. Like, Mike Kenny already won a $100 gift card watching uh, our, uh, our Ben Roethlisberger retires emergency podcast. We've done. So we won another months. one? We're giving away another one. No, he hasn't given it away yet. He's just saying he already won one from from a different podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I have a proposal to make. I say we name Pete the combined winner for regular season and playoffs on this podcast, so we can stop talking about it and I stop after hearing about it. Every no, because I still got a week to choke. No, no, you're gonna win. You're the winner. <laughs> you're the winner. RJ's conceding, so you'll stop whining about it. You're the combined winner now. No. Let's just stop talking about RJ, it, please. RJ, RJ, I got another week to choke. All, That's all you. You're going. I'm a, I'm a, you're going perfect this week. I haven't even seen your picks. I know you're going wow. perfect. 
I don't think so. I think my picks are rotten. You do I don't like this weekend. I like one. I don't like this week either. Um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to tweet out a link to this. Uh, the okay. Well, I guess we should dive into it. Just talk about the games, right? Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs minus seven over under 54 and a half. And I agree with you, Pete. You and I have the same picks, so I won't catch you on the season long picks. Uh, I thought I honestly thought about like doing different picks just to try and leapfrog you for the for the full season, but I guess I'll we'll we'll see what happens with the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl matchup. Um this is a terrifying line. The, the Chiefs are minus seven. It is juiced to the Chiefs now on Caesars. Chiefs minus 115. That under over the total has climbed. I mean, you're <laughs> on one hand, you're either fading Joe Burrow. Or on the other hand, you're just getting in front of this steamroller that is Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs' offense right now. It's not a very desirable place to be, Pete. No, but I, I still think when you look at this game, um, it's a problem for the Bengals in terms of their offensive line. They were bad last week. They, by the way, congratulations, spinning tops of the week you won. And it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just the right guard, Adeniji, who was terrible, but uh, the left tackle, Jonah Williams, was just as bad. So – how do you protect him? Well, the, the thing is, he's great in empty. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the league in empty. But when you go empty, that leaves him vulnerable to the sack. Now, some of those sacks were on him. But I still think they're going to be able to hit the shots down the field. I think they're going to score. We saw the Chiefs. They can't play defense on the back end. Honey Badger is going to be back. He'll be back in the lineup. That'll help him. But I still think the Bengals are going to score. I think the Chiefs are going to score. I think it's going to be close. I think the Bengals are going to hang around. And it's a touchdown, so I'm going to take the Bengals as one of my best bets. But the best bet of all of them is the over in this game. I cannot see this total. I didn't see the the Bills and and uh, Chiefs having any chance to go under. It didn't. This isn't going under. I think this is going to be an over. So my two best bets here are the Bengals and the over. And if uh, the Chiefs get that stop on fourth down, I think it does go under in that game that bills game because they can you know they get the ball back without the bill scoring that was the, the kicked off the 25 point you know slugfest or however many it was back and forth at the end of the game so i think that game would have come under um surprisingly if not for if not for that fourth down touchdown to uh one of the four to gabe davis um i also lean to cincy at plus seven i'm, I'm waiting to get seven and a half if it was seven and a half on this show i'd put them in as a best bet um i also like your over i'm leaning that way too since he hasn't been at its best in the playoffs but they're managing wins and i think what happens if they get things click, you know, and they become the team that did beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Um, needed a goal line interception against Vegas to secure their first win. Tannehill needed the meltdown for them to get the second win. But Burrow's been playing fantastic when he's on not on his back and, and he's not getting sacked. Tennessee is 10th in adjusted sack rate while Kansas City is 28th. So I don't think Burrow's going to be on the ground as much in this game. Um, and Kansas City's offense has been lights out, but play in the D is a problem, like you said. Even if Matthew's back, I mean, he's been on the field for most of their struggles in the second half of the season down the stretch. Um, so it's not like, you know, he, he's the magic elixir that's going to fix this team since he's going to come into this game with confidence, knowing they can beat the chiefs cause they already beat them. Uh, so I think seven is too many points here. Uh, I knew the chiefs are a better team. Um, knowing that since he can score points in bunches, they're going to be able to get explosive plays and keep it close in the second half. Uh, so I would lean to the Chiefs, um, to the Bengals as well. And like I said, seven and a half is where I'll play it. I have a few prop best bets in this game, but I'll let you break down your picks, uh, Brinson, before we get into props. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, I'm on the Bengals too, catching the seven. Clearly, you'd rather have seven and a half. I'll be. 
this this is this line hasn't moved i don't believe to seven and a half right or did i miss it and there was a uh... no i think it opened six and a half and quickly got up to seven as people back the chiefs because you can't put it at six and a half but then uh the books are scared to put seven and a half out there because they don't want to get that back down the other way because people will do that they'll be all over the Bengals at seven seven and a half yeah i mean i think that's i think you're just gonna see the juice kind of flipping and flopping on both sides uh throughout the course uh, throughout the rest of the week obviously you know, friday if you're listening now or thursday if you're watching on youtube by the way if you're watching on youtube we are giving away a hundred dollar paramount plus gift card it's basically a year's worth of free streaming uh, access to our premier streaming service hit the like button on this video and type p plus in the chat to be eligible the um yeah i mean like they're just not going to give you six and a half and seven and a half because if you if you do that then all of a sudden you know you have that option where people could end up you know getting both numbers lands on seven and boom you know people cash it i don't think the books will want that to happen they'll just keep moving the juice letting people bet it on both sides you know i mean i again i picked the Bengals and it's 49ers to be in the super bowl before the the playoffs began and i had the 49ers before the season began so i kind of feel like i have to ride it out but man i mean you know, I don't mind taking the Bengals plus seven at all. I mean, this is Joe Burrow. We talked to you know at length about how he performs in these must-win games. RJ points out the sack situation. Melvin Ingram playing awesome. Chris Jones is a problem, but they're not the same guys as, as what we saw from the Titans. And I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and still found a way to win. Like th- I understand the the Chiefs are objectively a much better team. I mean, you know. They just, I mean, you know, when you look at the, the stats, the analytics, everything, you know, the Bengals are like bottom half of the league in DVOA, including the playoff games. But I just don't have any interest in fading Joe Burrow. This guy just wins games, and he's an absolute stone-cold killer. And the other thing, too, when you're getting seven with the Bengals, it is absolutely opening you up to storm through the back door against a questionable Chiefs defense that just coughed up a ton of points to the Bills. So I just don't see how you can – I don't see how you can't take the seven, which makes it, I guess, a little bit, a little stinky. Um, Pete, do you have any, any, any props or uh, we want to move? Yeah, I, to, do. I have a couple in this game. I got uh, Tyler Boyd, anytime touchdown. I think it's plus two thirty. I think he's going to have opportunity in the middle of the field. I think he gets a touchdown here. Uh, and the other one, I have Mixon over total yards combined. I think it, I saw 89 and a half. I don't know if that's the number we have now, um, but it's got to be in the ballpark. So I would take, I would take, um, those rj uh what do you got in terms of props yeah so i had three best bets for this game i have burrow over 284 and a half passing yards 300 yards in five of his last seven games including 446 against the chiefs now the chiefs we're dealing with covid issues coming out of that game so i don't think i'm not just penciling him in for 450 in this game but 300 seems like you should hit that um, the numbers come down a little bit earlier in the week. I think it was 289 and a half, but, but weirdly got numbers on guys like Chase and Boyd receiving yards go up. So I, I don't know. I, it seems like the market's moving a little bit against Burroughs over. And at this point, 284 and a half, I think he's a good value knowing that since he's going to have to throw a lot, volume's going to be there for him to get to 300 again. So that's one. I like Kelsey to go over 74 and a half receiving yards since he allows the fifth most receiving yards to tight ends in the regular season. Kelsey only had five catches for 25 yards in the first game between these teams, but that was his first week back from COVID. So a little bit limited there. He's also scored in five straight, but I believe the touchdown, anytime touchdown odds are like minus 150, somewhere around there. That's a little steep for me. 
on a tight end prop if you're not talking about a running back who you know is going to see it. But, you know, he sees as many goal line looks as about anybody's on that field. So so maybe you play that too. Um, then my third one is Clyde Edwards-Alaire over 37 and a half rushing yards. He had 60 yards on just seven carries last week with Buffalo struggling to slow Mahomes. I think the Bengals are going to have to try to figure out that Mahomes, you know, how to slow him down and just leave soft boxes for, for Edwards-Alaire in this game. I think his workload increases in this game, even if Darrell Williams is able to come back and play because um, I don't think he aggravated anything. You know, last week, I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked fine. And since he allowed 125 yards on 17 carries to Williams and Gore in the first meeting. So if Edwards-Alaire is getting the primary looks for that rushing offense, it just seems to me like he's going to get six. 60, 70 yards and this number is way too low so those would be my three if i i like uh, pete's mixon call i would lean to over his receptions it was four and a half at big plus money earlier now it's three and a half at big minus money so i just think he seems like a six catch type of guy in this game chase is over i think it's going up but you can still feel fine playing that too and i would lean to the boyd under because he hasn't been as as um big part of the passing game the last few weeks 36 yards or less than three straight I actually am going to go with the Clyde Edwards-Alaire under 37 and a half rushing yards. And that's because I think there were multiple games. I, I would have, I, I haven't, I find it hard to believe that the, I mean, the chiefs could run away with this game, obviously. And then that would be a problem for Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I do think that the Bengals will slow the run game down enough and keep this competitive enough that you don't see a ton of carries from, from the chiefs who just haven't been quite as good. Like they're just not a great run team. I don't think the the, the offensive line is great, but um, especially with Daryl Williams coming back in the mix too. I think we end up seeing uh, a lot, uh, you know, a lot more of a diverse run game from the chiefs. That number also looks like it's going to move down pretty juicy. Uh, you'd prefer to have something higher, obviously. Um, on uh, Joe Burrow pass attempts, too. I'm going to take the under on that. The Burrow pass attempt total is 38 and a half. I mean, last last time these two teams played, right, in week, uh, what was it, week 17, Burrow, you know, they're down 21-7, so the game script is there for him to throw the ball a ton, and he, he still only threw, it, only threw it 39 times, 30 or 39 for 446 and four touchdowns. I think there are multiple ways where you can get this under – and one could even come in a shootout. Again, the the you know the score in that game was 34-31, and the Bengals were trailing for a lot of that game, and he still didn't get over 40 passing attempts. So I think that number is probably a little bit too high. I will take both of those. I also have a – I mean, I assume at this point, are we taking if – you, if, you, if you pick the game, aren't you taking it as a best bet or no? Yeah. Right? Like, I have the, I have the Bengals in the over. I think Bengals in the over. I do, too. Play. I do, then, too. So I have four best bets on this game, basically. There's two props. I got Bengals and over, and I also have a teaser with the Bengals in it, too. So. Okay. Well, uh, what's the other half of that teaser that Pete's going to be using? We will tell you coming up after the break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel. 
streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. The second half of the doubleheader on Conference Championship Sunday features two NFC West teams, two favorite two teams close to my heart, Pete, as the Los Angeles Rams, captained by future Hall of Famer Matthew Stafford, two wins away from me stuffing it in your eye hole with Stafford being a Hall of Famer hosting I mean, San Francisco 49ers. Slow your roll on that. I mean, now you got Brady Quinn saying the same thing, too. Oh, yeah. You guys are getting a little ahead of yourself. Uh, if he's he, he wins he's going to the Hall of Fame. Just, we just need but to. But he's a Hall of Famer, Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. That probably gets in eventually. Uh, Stafford of the Rams. So, wait. Was, so, Stafford's ahead of Matt Ryan. If he wins the Super Bowl, yes. That's I mean, look absurd. At, look at, no, it's not. It's just how it works. The guy won an MVP, A, and B, he's he was a bad Kyle Shanahan game from winning the Super Bowl. Well, maybe maybe uh, Matthew, Stafford, Matthew Stafford's a bad Kyle Shanahan game away from winning the Super Bowl, too. Uh, Rams, minus three and a half against the 49ers. As you can see, the juice on this one at Caesars. Uh, it looks like it could – same sort of thing with the seven on – the Bengals and Chiefs. The juice is leaning towards the three and a half, but I don't know that they want to get down to three in this spot, Pete. You know, I, I'm taking the Niners. I don't think you're going to need the three. I think they're winning the game. I, I went back again and watched the, the, the Week 18 game, and they just beat the daylights out of them up front. Beat them up. Couldn't handle them. And I don't think they're going to be able to handle them in this game in terms of the defensive line against that offensive line. And the interior pressure was dominant in that game. Dominant. It wasn't just Nick Bosa. It was the interior pressure. And I think that's a problem area for the Rams. They were terrible that day. It's going to show up here. And on the other side, I think, look, the Rams have been better on defense against the run this year. But we know the Niners, they're going to run the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo will hit a couple shots. By the way, Jimmy Garoppolo, that was a terrible decision on the goal line. Terrible. Terrible throw. What about the shot he took in the middle of the field and hit Kittle in the hands he would have walked in? Nobody mm. ever says anything about the good throws he makes. Uh, I think he's good enough in this game. I think they'll take the pressure off by running it. I'm going to take the 49ers to win the game outright. I'll take the points, though. I'm not going to call it a money line pick because we don't do that here. Uh, I'm going to take the under in this game as a best bet as well. And then the other half of the teaser is 49ers and Bengals. So I get the Bengals in 13. I get the 49ers in nine and a half. I like that. Yeah. I, I, earlier in the week, I was leaning to the Rams. I just figured they got to solve the San Francisco issue at some point. And with Jimmy's health, it just seemed like this would, this would be the time they do it. But Jimmy seems like he's healthier now. They took hit the shoulder issue off the injury report. So it's just a thumb issue. And he's been dealing with that. Uh, you know, better as we progress on. In fact, the worst time he had for that was the first half of that Rams game. And um, then he got his shot and they were all, they were all good to go there. So I think San Fran can make it a competitive game. I would also lean up to plus three and a half. Um, it is going the other way though. It had been plus three and a half minus 120 for a lot of the, the early part of the week. And um, now it seems like they're going, moving a little bit toward the Rams. So I wonder um, if we're, we're less likely to get it down to three, it might just sit at three and a half. As we move forward, uh, Debo dealing with the knee injury, probably going to be fine. Just something to monitor. Key injury question for me is Trent Williams. If he plays, I think the line needs to be three instead of three and a half. Um, so I think they'll be able to block and, and 
you know, match them kind of on offensive side as well. Um, San Francisco's D, even if the offense is struggling, can keep the team in the game. That Rams are the only team to score 20 plus in regulation versus San Francisco since week 13. And in that game, they only had 265 yards. So it's not like they lit up the, the field with their offense in that game. Um, so with San Fran's, um, you know, with Jimmy's health trending up, I feel better about San Fran. If Williams is cleared, I'll probably look to San Fran at three and a half. For this podcast, my best bet is San Fran plus three in the first half um, for a three and a half point spread. It was surprising to me to see that the, the first half line was three. I think it's a lot of reading into what happened in the first half of the, the last meeting between these teams. And I don't think you can you can read a lot into that, I think. Um, and all those other games where San Fran is beating beating L.A. the last three years, uh, they're either leading or tied in the first half. So I would play San Fran plus three on the first half before I play the three and a half at this point. That's a, that's an interesting look. Uh, even though they even though they had to come back, you like the, the Niners minus plus three. I guess you feel like they keep it close or Kyle Shanahan's game scripts come out sharp and, and they've got a lead. Yeah, I think that was atypical that first that for that last game, you know, because they typically are ahead in the first half or um, or at the very least it gets tied, you know, at the end. Um, I believe there was one game there where they were behind by a, by like 14 or 11 in the first half or something. They get a late touchdown to bring it close. And then Fred Warner gets like a 50 yard pick six to, to take the lead going into halftime. So that's kind of the thing that kept the streak going there, but they tend to be pretty good in the first half that last game, notwithstanding. And we know there was an injury issue there that I don't think is going to be in play this time. That's why I like the, the Niners in the first half here. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I sort of feel the same way about this game as I do about the uh, chiefs and Bengals game. Like I know what I, so I picked the, again, I picked the Niners and the Bengals to make the Super Bowl before the playoffs started. Uh, I am 13 seconds away from actually having a perfect playoff bracket, which is kind of, yeah, not, not too shabby uh, considering the, a bunch of upsets and whatnot. My, um, my, you know, I, but for some reason, my gut is telling me to go the opposite of what I picked several weeks ago. And that scares the crap out of me. Like, I, the, I guess not my gut, but the lines. The lines are so stinky at seven and three and a half that I, I it just it just scares me a little bit. Like, I would feel better about the like the Rams if they were, or I feel better about the Niners if they're like plus one and a half or plus two, and better about the Bengals if they were plus like five than plus seven. I know that makes no sense at all. But does it make some sense in the in just because of the way that like Vegas is begging you to take the Bengals and the 49ers? Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Just make yeah, sure. Let, let me ask you this. Does, does the fact that they've won six straight against them and the and then the people are asking McVay if he's in his head, yeah. does that impact does that impact any any of you? I wish I wish no one had realized that the that the 49ers had won six straight and nobody was talking about it. I mean, obviously that would never happen, but I feel like because of that, you're gonna see the general public jump all over the 49ers catching three and a half. It's like, oh, never lost to you know, Shanahan's never lost to McVeigh, he owns him, blah, 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 blah. You get three and a half. This is a, a lock. And that that's what worries me a little bit because the Rams are the, the Rams are an awesome football team. And Matthew Stafford wasn't asked to do a whole lot in that first game against Arizona, but he's been fantastic in the playoffs so far. I mean, he's making all the correct decisions. That offensive line is holding up well. Defensively, like if Trent Williams is missing, I might I might veer back to the, the – He's great – he's the best quarterback in the league against the blitz, and you're facing yep. a team that doesn't have to blitz that much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a different dynamic for them. For sure. Here, here, here's the, you know, I, I put this in my picks the other day. The last time a team beat – a team twice in the regular season 
and then went to their place and won the championship game, I watched the three games up close and personal. It was 1999. One of the teams was glitzy and glamorous and pretty and and had all the athletes and the stars. And the other one was a blue-collar, tough, physical, nasty team. Well, the tough, physical, nasty team was the Tennessee Titans, and they went to Jacksonville and beat them up in the, in the, in the championship game that year. And I don't mm. know if the 49ers are going to beat them up in the championship game, but this reminds me of that, that the Rams are the pretty team, the glitzy team, the glamorous team, and you got the physical, nasty, violent, stick-it-in-your-face team. And that, that's why I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I just do. I think they're the more physical, violent team. They play that way. They're, you know, guys like DJ Jones and Street, those guys on the interior, they don't get the due they deserve. They're good players. And, and you know, Armstead's a really good player. And they can they got a bunch of guys that can rotate in and rush the passer. And I think that's going to be a problem for Stafford in this game. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, just the way that the 49ers play on, on defense – you tend to like, I, I think you, you look at this team and because of the, the, just the, the talent that they have and where the talent resides, it lends itself to a team that when you go up against a Sean McVay who wants to pound the football, you know, the 49ers are second in terms of uh, DVOA against the run uh, on the season, including the playoffs. They should be able to stop Cam Akers and, you know, Sony Michelle from running the football and and that's the issue is like we saw McVay let the Buccaneers back in this game. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, not as good as Tom Brady. No one will ever tell you that. The 49ers are explosive, uh, but we've seen them come back against this Rams team and the Rams tend to get conservative. So even with the lead, if you're catching the three and a half, you know, you could find yourself in a situation where it gets to overtime. You know, you, the Rams win by three or, you know, it's tied late and there's a field goal that wins the game. That, and that's why I sort of want the three and a half. Uh, but I, I do think I'm going to I do think I'm going to just roll with the 49. I mean, look, 49ers Bengals wins on Sunday is very profitable for me because I got I got uh, a parlay. I mean, I got a, I got a, the pre playoff matchup on them at 85 to one. So I would love for that to happen. Tell me, um, tell me if this isn't is you guys agree with this in that 99 season. Any time the Jaguars are the better team, I'll still take that to my grave. But any time a little mistake happened and they were rolling in that game and they fumbled a punt at the end of the half and the Titans turned it into points, then they got a sack for safety and then they got to uh, rip the kickoff. It's almost like that team, like the 49ers, and we saw it last week with the block punt, those teams feast on your mistakes and the other team that's the favorite in the game starts thinking about it and pressing. We saw it a little bit with the Rams last week against Tampa Bay, even though they were the dog in that game, they had the big lead kind of say. But I think the Rams are the team with the pressure in this game having gone all in. You agree? Yeah, for sure. The, I mean, if the 49ers, if the 49ers lose this game, people are going to look at the 49ers and say, all right, you know, maybe a disappointing season that you didn't get to the Super Bowl, but the fact that they were dead in the water at, at like the end of the year, like it looked like they were just going to miss the playoffs completely. And they started three and five to be able to get to the NFC championship game and have a legitimate shot at two Super Bowls in three years with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think people would say, man, Kyle Shanahan, heck of a job. Like the idea that uh, the idea that Kyle Shanahan would be on the hot seat, which was something that was being bandied around earlier in the year is laughable after, after getting this far. Whereas the Rams, 
if you lose this game, it's like, man, you went all in on this season. You had a great year. Stafford looked awesome. Yes, you can replicate it next year, but you have no draft picks, and you're now 0-7 against Kyle Shanahan and a division rival that just went to the Super Bowl again for the second time in three years. I think it would be far more devastating for the Rams to lose this game than the Niners. RJ, do you agree? Yeah, um, I think it'd be devastating for either of them, but but um, I can, can see what you're saying from an outsider perspective. I think both of these teams, San Fran's got to go into this game with a ton of confidence. And to Pete's point about you getting in their head about you know um, with the, turning the mistakes into into positive plays, I think yeah, the, the main thing there is feeling like you have to be perfect. And if you try to play football trying to be perfect on every single play, it's not going to work because things happen. You got to be able to adjust to that and and do those things. So you just got to go out and play your game. You can't worry about. Uh, are they going to take advantage of every single mistake? You have to do what you do out there, and then it'll be easier than trying to be perfect on every single play and call the perfect play and do every single thing perfectly because that's just not going to happen over 60 minutes of football. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, about the Niners that I kind of think might make them a bad matchup for the Rams is the Rams can tend to neutralize a lot of a lot of threat. You know, like if, if, you, have a, if you have an alpha wide receiver and you have like, for the Buccaneers, the Rams are a bad matchup for Tampa because, you know, especially with the banged up offensive line, because they can get they can get pressure on them. And, you know, you just have Mike Evans there. You can slide, you know, you can move Jalen Ramsey across and, and, and line him up if Evans starts to get going. And granted, he torched, you know, Ramsey, but you, you get the point. Whereas the 49ers, it's a lot harder. Like Jalen Ramsey isn't necessarily a great matchup for any of the key weapons. You're not going to leave him on George Kittle, who's might be blocking half the time, right? I mean, you're going to try and put him on Ayuk or Samuel and you know, with the way that they move Samuel around, he's coming out of the backfield. I just think it makes it tough to match up for the Rams and, and Raheem Morris uh, in that spot. So I'm going to take the Niners, take the Niners to win. Um, man, I don't like fading. By the way, I would play Ramsey. By the way, Will, I would play Ramsey on Kittle. You just put Ramsey and just be like, you're, t- you're taking when I, when care of When I got in certain situations, if I'm matching up in van concept, I'm going to play him on Kittle. I think he's going to okay. cover him. Okay. It's, yeah, no, I think you can cover him too. I'm just saying that with Kittle, you know, they play him inside a lot, so it's not like you can't do yeah. that. He's done it before. So. No, 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 for sure. I just I mean, mean I, they don't. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. You like you could take away Mike Evans, and what else you have? You take away Kittle, you can go to Debo, you can go you can go somewhere well, and, else. Well, and it's like going. if you use Ramsey on Kittle for the whole, let's say you just like you're going to shadow Kittle. The, I mean, Kittle's going to be run blocking, you know, like could be run blocking and you don't, and it's just hard. I mean, Ramsey, you know, you want somebody like Ramsey to be able to diagnose whether or not it's going to be a play action leak out. And maybe that takes away a lot of the concepts of what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think personnel wise, it's not an ideal matchup for, for the Rams. So I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the Niners here to win, to cover. And I'm, I'm petrified of the, uh, of the Rams and fading the Rams. And I'm, and I'll be, ha- I'll be happy either way. Rams or 49ers make the, make the Super Bowl. I'll be thrilled because I'm either right or uh, or Matthew Stafford is in the Super Bowl. Uh, any props, RJ? Or Pete, any props? I got two. Cam oh. Akers under under rushing yards. And I had I saw it at 58 and a half. I don't know what it is right now. Ooh. Um, 59 and a half. Yeah, he hasn't exactly. He hasn't two fumbles exactly last week. And he hasn't exactly lit it up. He's, what is rushing? You know, it's a great story. He's back, the fact that he's even back, but the numbers haven't been great. Two uh, yards for carry, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking the That's under good. on that one. And then I don't know what the team sack total is for the 49ers. I, I couldn't find that. But if I, if I can find that somewhere, uh, I would take the team sack number over. Whatever. I think it's probably like, what do you think it is? Two? 
Two and a half? I don't uh, know. I'd have to. I think they do a lot of that for Super Bowl, but I'm not sure if they're going to put it out for this game. I don't know if it's up yet. It might be something they try to yeah. put up Friday, Saturday. If they do put it out, that's one I. I think the 49ers will get at least four sacks in this game. The um, you, yeah, they don't have any defensive stuff on here. They'll, they'll add it probably later in the week. Um, I RJ, what about you for props? Yeah, I, you talked about um, Ramsey. Is he going to line up on Ayuk? I think Ayuk goes over forty-seven and a half receiving yards anyway. So that's my best bet in this game. Rams fourth most receiving yards allowed to receivers, despite second fewest tight end uh, touchdowns allowed to them. So they're willing to give you yardage in the in, to receivers in the in the game. They're just not going to give up touchdowns. They're going to clam down there. Ayuk had at least six targets and sixty-six yards and three straight before that Green Bay game where he had nothing on one target because that was just the nature of that game. Uh, with Jimmy getting healthier. I think that he could have a good game here. He had a season best 107 yards against the Rams in week 18 with Garoppolo's thumb in a worse state than it is now. So that's my best bet as Ayuk over 47 and a half receiving yards. I would also lean to Stafford's under 280 and a half passing yards. Just thinking that that San Fran rush is too good. Like Pete's saying, I think it's a lot of short passing and run game for, for in the McVay's plan there. And Stafford's going to have trouble getting over 280 and a half. Uh, but Higby going over, it was 39 and a half receiving yards earlier in the week. I think it's 41 and a half. Now he's had 40 plus yards in six straight games. He has to be on the field all the time blocking anyway so he gets a lot of opportunities there um so i think he can get over 40 yards get into that 45 to 50 range so that's a lean like for that me one. with, I it, with that, it going up i must put Hig- that in myself rj i like that higby one mm-hmm. higby over receiving yards yeah all right uh higby receptions for the record is okay that's long. uh it's four and a half that's pretty steep though heavily juice to the under I mean, I think there's an. I think you have an advantage. You have an opportunity if you believe the 49ers can come out and you know take the lead here and be running with the lead. That you have an op- a real opportunity to bet some of these Rams over because if if the Rams are tr- in a negative game script or if they're unable to run, they may just have to throw it a ton. And maybe it's maybe it's a bit of a shootout late or it's a close game late and they're and they're they're throw- letting Stafford uh, throw the ball a bunch. Eighteen and a half for Acres, not bad. I like that Higby as well, 41 and a half. I mean, Cup is probably going over 102 and a half, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a last... week. What yeah, I see some... was his long reception it was over under was 29 and a half. Is that right? That is, I closed it. What do you got, Diva? Let's see. 28 and a half for Cooper Cups over yeah. under longest I would, go, I would go over that one. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers secondary is vulnerable. Like this could, this game could this yeah. game could easily turn into a shootout. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I don't think so, but if you block them, you beat them. That's my philosophy. Packers yeah. couldn't block them last week. No, they could not. All uh, right. So last week in props, Mahomes was the leading rusher. Unbelievable. Oh 80 to one. By, by one over Allen, who we liked. Yeah. It was like, uh, oh, Mahomes. so close. I know Mahomes also the leading passer. Gabriel Davis, a 201 receiving yards, uh, leading receiver, highest scoring team, Chiefs 42, lowest scoring team. Did Mahomes get any on that? La- did he get any rushing yards on that last drive in overtime? I don't, I don't think, think so. Did. I don't think so. No. But by the way, we should I mean it should have been the Buccaneers as the lowest scoring team, but then the Rams let him back in. And we we were all over the Buccaneers as a possible uh spot for that. Most rushing yards this coming week, Elijah Mitchell minus 110, Cam Akers. <laughs> This is actually before. It's not this week. I think this is for the playoffs because you'll see Clyde Edwards Alaire at like twenty-eight to one, which doesn't make any sense for for the if you like this week only. Oh, that's why Mahomes is plus seven fifty. Okay, so we don't have these for just this week. No, I think it's for the for the entire playoffs. 
Circus yeah, TV yards, Debo, and just see if that pops up the same thing. Yeah, see, it says playoffs 2022. What's um? So that counts these two games. It's combined the Super Bowl. It, it's just everything, everything in the playoffs plus. and Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everything going forward and going Not back. Counting what, oh, Count, really? counting what happened and what's going. What, what mm-hmm. past? So it's like betting on the future. Betting on the rushing yards leader at like week ten is essentially what we're doing. Right. Yeah. So um, so who? What are the odds? That's kind of goofy. Yeah. I mean, I would rather bet one of the Chiefs guys because you would think that would just, Rams right. more likely to lose or, or you know, four. So, like, later. what are the odds on Mahomes being the passing yards leader for the postseason? Mm, let's see. Because that's. Uh, you think they're going? If you think they're going to win, you, I mean, if they're the head, they're the biggest favorite of the group. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they might not have even hung it because he's so far. Right. Look, like Burrow, he's two hundred yards ahead of Burrow, and they're playing. So Mahomes would be like minus six hundred or something like that. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, it'd be it'd be basically whatever their money line is this week. That's what Mahomes would be. So they don't have them for just for this week, huh? No, they don't. Um, we do have. Oh, you can win on you can bet on the uh, Super Bowl MVP already. There's actually mm-hmm. if you're going to bet on it, that's not a bad time to do it because you would get you're getting more value based on the fact that you know. I mean, who you would take Mahomes? I mean, you can bet Patrick Mahomes at plus one seventy to be the Super Bowl MVP right now. That's, that's not bad. All the players out there, that's who I would bet. Stafford three and a half to one. Jimmy G eight and a half to one. Cooper Cup nine to one. Joe Burrow ten to one. Although if you're if you're betting Burrow, you'd almost just rather money line parlay the Bengals. I would think that'd be a better uh, option. Uh, where is uh, the Forty Niners got the Super Bowl and Jimmy G was the, and won it, and Jimmy G was the Super Bowl MVP? Kyle Shanahan would have some a weird no, I don't offense. Think it's Kyle Shanahan, I don't think he wanted Trey Lance. Yeah, I, I think if if you want to take a long shot there, play Debo Samuel at twenty to one because yep. if San Fran gets to the Super Bowl, then I mean everybody's going to talk about him all week leading up to the game. So I mean, if he has fifty yards rushing plus fifty yards receiving and a touchdown, he, he's probably in the play already for that. And By the way, a, can yeah. I have a can I have a, um, a a different take on Debo Samuel? Um, as long as it's I not think a he weakens. One. I think he weakens. They weaken the offense when he plays running back. Uh, okay, explain yourself. Because I think you've seen every running back who plays runs the football for the 49ers can run the ball. I don't care who it is. Elijah yeah. Mitchell can run it. Jack Wilson can run it. Ray Mostert always ran it. They all run. So you have this great player who can do so many different things outside. And you can you can still hand the ball off to him in those jet sweeps and stuff. That you take away a piece of your offense by putting him in the backfield where he's yes, he's a little bit better. Is he significantly better than the running backs? And the answer to that question is no. Is he significantly better than the other pass catchers? And the answer to that question is yes. So I think you weaken your team when you do that. I don't like it. Um, okay. I would just point out that the 49ers are nine and one since he started using Debo as a as a running back. That's here nor there. I mean, they've also played significantly better on the defensive line since then. They have that they have. I just feel like in the postseason they have 10 sacks in the postseason. I That's think I think that, I think what you're doing is you're taking an exp- an explosive playmaker and manufacturing touches for him uh, when your other option is you know f- needing Jimmy G to get him the ball 
And sometimes that's not as easy as just letting him run these jet sweeps, using him in motion. And I think it stretches defenses horizontally. Stand up, the stand-up bubble screen, easy, it's just as easy to get it to him in that scenario that isn't a run. But I don't know. I just – I think, no, I, I, know, think could- I know what you're saying, but I, I, I like you're not you're not taking away from deep. You're in fact you're you're hyping Debo up more, like saying like you need to just get in the ball traditionally in space as he's running, right? I mean, like you're not you're not. Ta- I, just, you're not- I don't I don't think he's a great running back. I think he's a great receiver. That's where that's my problem with it. The, the one thing I, the one thing I like about it is that you put so much on tape that defenses now have to account for. It's like it's not just a running game that you're counting a traditional running game. You have to count for Debo in the backfield and do all these other things that Shanahan will throw at you. So everything you put on tape for for defenses to have to you know prepare for that's something that they can't prepare for against your that you know time is a, is is a very limited asset. So you, you only prepare for so much. So I like being able to throw so much out there. Even if I, it'd be funny if they dialed back what they did with him, like in the Super Bowl, if they got there, because they're just like, we made you prepare for all this during this week. <laughs> and then we just beat you, you know, kind of more traditionally because you weren't expecting us to do it the other way. Hey, let me is, ask so you. Let me ask you, is he a better runner? Is he a better runner than Elijah Mitchell? Uh, he's a better player, but probably not a better runner. Right. So yeah. you're, I don't know. I, I get your theory, RJ, about making him think of it just like when they did the, everybody went crazy. Look, they put Trent Williams in motion and everything. Oh, great. Well, the second time they put him in motion and it was a stuff. Yeah. Because a little cute there. On the line of scrimmage. Hey, let me ask you this. We haven't seen uh, since I don't believe like since Jimmy G came back from injury, we haven't seen Trey Lance on the field. Is there, do we think that, it, I, I mean, I, I think the answer is yes, personally, but I'm curious if, uh, if if you guys think that at some point in in assuming the 49ers win in the next two games that we would see some kind of Trey Lance package. I don't know. I mean, we've been expecting it. He's healthier yeah, now than he has been. Yeah. Why not, why not do it? Why not do it last week in the snow? Like, it just seems like if you're going to do it, that was the spot to do it in. Yeah, fair. Um, okay. Diva, anything else we got to get to? Are we gotta, do we need to give away a gift card or what are we doing here? Shout out to Nick Hewitt, who is our Paramount Plus $100 gift card winner. I didn't create any suspense with a drum roll or anything. Nick Hewitt is our winner. I will be in touch. Cool. Yellowstone, right? You can watch Yellowstone on there. You can watch 1883. 1883, that's right. Which is the prequel to Yellowstone. That's what I meant. Mayor of Kingstown, fantastic show. You can watch the AFC Championship. Mayor of Kingstown is a fantastic show, Pete. I and think you can you watch like HQ on there. You can watch Pete. You can't watch. Is you can't watch Yellowstone. It's better than 1883. It's better than 1883. But then again, I was born in 1883, so you got the oh! <laughs> self dunk. We love a good self dunk around these Pete, parts. Pete is, uh, Pete is the prequel to 1883. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 1776. Here, here's your Declaration of Independence, boys. <laughs> You're signing it wrong. (laughs) Block. All right. That's it for the show. That's it for the conference championship best bets. We will be back, of course, with a Super Bowl uh, best bets at some point. And um, great season. Let's stay hot in the postseason. For Pete and RJ, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.